0: Well, today is part two of our topic. Should my kid watch that? As <laughs> suggested by a listener. In our first episode, we heard from you, dear listeners, about what watching screens did to your kids. Uh, we talked about an Instagram account at Jerrica Sands or raisewildflowers.com if you want to check out her website for more in-depth information on what kids shows are designed to do to your kid's brain.
1: Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, it was a big yikes. So one of our listeners, Mariah Wilson recommended a book that her dad, Doug Smith wrote, and it's called unintentional how screens secretly shape your desires and how you can break free. So she helped us get in contact with him and Renee had his book on audible and started listening on her way to a conference last Mm -hmm. week. It was great. She shared it with that with me and we both loved it. Yeah. Yeah. So we are so excited. He said, Yes. yes, welcome, Doug.
2: Thank you so much. It's awesome to be with you.
1: So can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Who, who, Absolutely. Is, who is Doug Smith and what does he do? Well,
2: <laughs> that's a good, that's a good question. I, that's, um, but yeah, so, so honored to be on your excellent podcast. Just, um, such a, such a blessing to be able to talk about this message and you already, uh, I actually listened back to one of your episodes about being intentional. You're giving such wonderful advice. So thank you so much for the work you do and Mariah, definitely admires you as well. So I, I love the influence that you are in her life. So thank you for that. Um, but yeah, I'm a, so I'm a Christian. I'm a husband to a wonderful wife. I'm a dad to four amazing daughters. They're grown and married and doing well and praise the Lord for that. Um, I'm a lifelong Bible student and um, I'm also a lifelong software engineer. Uh, I currently work for Covenant Eyes, which they're, they're, they're the best uh, internet anti-pornography and accountability and filtering company around. Um, But yeah, I've been concerned for many years about the negative effect of screens and technology on all of us, even even though I'm in technology, right? But, you know, see the effect on myself, my family, friends, and much of the world really now. And so I really felt a burden from God around 2014 to start taking a lot of notes around the subject and research. And it ended up in the publication of this book through a lot of work and a long, long journey, as any author knows, through uh, publishing this in 2019 and then a second edition in 2021. So that's a, that's a bit of a nutshell about me.
1: Great. So you are, you say you're a software engineer, which I find super interesting because I was going to ask you, given the content of your book and your position on this, are you a Luddite? Do you just hate technology? Yeah, are
2: you, anti- you know, that's, technology? that's the first thing that people like accuse me of. And it's funny when they say that because I've been a nerd all my life. I, 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 I I'm right now I'm the lead Android developer for covenant eyes. So, you know, I'm not, definitely not anti, anti-technology anti per se. Okay. Um, what I am anti is anti-addictive technology, anti-intentionally exploitative technology, anti-harmful technology, anti-unintentional use of technology, and anything that takes us off of God's call in our life. So mm-hmm. that's, that's what I'm fighting against. But as a principle, no, I'm not against technology per se.
1: Okay. I, I would agree with that. I think
0: we're, I'm on board with you there. Yeah. 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 Technology. We, uh, I know one, one um, conversation I listened to in preparation for this podcast um, gave a scenario. Would you, would you like to be a billionaire in 1905 or a middle-class American right now? And Mm. so they start walking through, okay, what, was not available to you in 1905 that you just don't even think about is available now. And they start walking through all of the technological advances that we enjoy. And you think, Oh my goodness, you know, yeah, you don't have a car. You, if you want to go to Europe, you need to take a boat. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, all of they start going down all the things and you think, okay, so it, I appreciate technology, but it's not staying in its lane.
2: Right. There you, that's a great way to say it. Yeah.
0: And so, um, and so I, that's why I think your book is so great. Did we say the, the title of it? Mm-hmm, Unintentional? Yeah. So, which is a great title for kind of how we approach this podcast, because we're always telling our moms, "You be, be, be intentional. You're going to, you may not hit the bullseye, but you're going to get a whole lot closer than if you were just living your life, never aiming right. at all.
1: And I think with this topic in particular, parents, uh, and maybe it doesn't start so young, but I don't know, we're hearing a lot more younger and younger and younger. Parents never start out saying, "Oh yeah, we want my, I want my kid in front of a video game mm-hmm. eight hours a day," or "Yes, I want my teenage girl in her bedroom on her phone, unable to give it up, you know, all night long."
0: Or myself, I want to be distracted from my children so that I'm never present. You know, no yeah. parent goes into it thinking that, but I we're we're seeing that. Just go to a restaurant, and yeah. look around. I mean, that's right. what we're seeing. that's what we're seeing, and and it makes. Makes my heart hurt or it takes, makes you
1: cry. It does make me cry. And I was sorry, but <laughs> if you, if you, that's the big punishment or the big, uh, discipline tools, I'm going to take your phone. Mm-hmm. I mean, the nothing hurts more than mm-hmm. I'm going to take your phone mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. Yep. And as I said, in a previous podcast, um, I had,
0: we, uh, a high school class and we did a, a life skills. A few weeks, a section on boundaries. And I had them self-regulate with their phones. I was like, put your phone in another room. You determine the time, the amount of hours or whatever. And they were so honest. And so it was so helpful to me because they said, "Miss Renee, like I got like physically anxious. I I couldn't, I couldn't be in a different room. It, I couldn't concentrate on my schoolwork. These were homeschoolers. So they were home working and I was appalled. And I was like, do parents know this? (laughs) I, I need to go tell your parents. Yeah. And you know, all this, you're nodding, you know, all this,
2: Absolutely. Um,
0: and you know, what's going on. So let's march into our conversation. Let's just right off the bat. One of the most surprising and concerning concepts in your book is the idea of free will and screens chapter two, in particular, unprepared talks about this. You introduce the reader to several powerful weaponized desire forming methods aimed at us. Can you walk yeah. us through that? What are you talking about?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So, so you're right. Um, The reason I called my book unintentional is because most of us are unintentional. We don't mean to, and just like what you just said, the parents don't mean to get to the place where they're on their devices all the time. The kids, they don't mean to give their tech, give their kids technology. That's intentionally addictive. They don't realize it, but the industry is incredibly intentional in what they do to make them. This is not an accident that everyone that we can all nod along knowing that the kids are anxious without it, but they're, unfortunately, they're anxious with it too, right? I mean, the statistics on yeah. mental health, the mental health crisis in today's youth, it's, it's the screens. It's that's the, that's where it really comes down to. But um, so, so yeah, the concept of free will was like one of the heartbreaking things that really got to me, because I realized we're losing our ability to even think for ourselves, which is our identity. Mm. We're all, we're just going along and um, accepting, but big tech. So what they do is they are, they are exploiting the latest in behavioral psychology, neuroscience, to exploit weaknesses that they know we have. Um, that's why the average digital media consumption is like eight hours a day. That's like, that's combined of social media, video games, streaming video, and those kinds of things. So entertainment media, eight hours a day. Nobody intentionally decided to do that. Um, so how do they do it? Well, it's in my subtitle, they they shape our desires. They change what we want. And how do they do that? Well. God gives us a free will, right? Which is the ability to make decisions, but we can, so we can do what we want. So what do you do? You make people want what you want them to want. And then through that manipulation, where does our free will go? And so there's a lot of examples of that. One of the big ones that everybody has heard about this neurotransmitter called dopamine, this, this hormone that is, is the essential element in one of our pleasure cycles in the brain. And so, um social media, and video games, streaming video, they all are designed to make us feel good by doing what they want us to do. When we do what they want, we feel better. And, but, but what happens is you can actually look at the brain scans and compare the brain scans of drug addicts and screen addicts. And the brain scans are nearly identical. It's literally having the same impact,
1: right? of uh, Anticipating that heroin hit, you just That's right. brain spikes and anticipating, I'm going to pick up my phone. It's the same thing.
2: It's identical. It's Uh, not, it's, it's not a metaphor. It's just, it's the same thing. So when people compare it, you know, to crack or whatever, there's a real, there's a very real element on that. So it's very, very unsafe. And there's a lot more details I go through in that chapter. Um, the, the visual that I like to think about is that if you've seen anybody hooked up to a brain scan with wires on their head, that's what's happening, except today's don't devices. They don't need the wires. They, the reason is they're able to do thousands of experiments on us and learn what, what we like, what we swipe, what we comment on, what we don't, and train us to do what they want us to do.
1: Right. It's literally called wireless.
2: It really <laughs> yeah. is. I yeah, mean, it's in the name
1: yeah. and we're just like, okay, yeah. whatever. Yeah. We just... right. So uh, I watched in 2020, along with a lot of America, The Social Dilemma came out mm-hmm. on Netflix and um, it kind of pulled the curtain back on some of what's been going on behind the screens on most of these platforms and it had people from the industry truth telling basically. Yeah. Admitting what you're just saying is going on. Um And I kind of thought that would shake our foundations a little bit and change things, but it's three years down the road. And I really haven't seen, we were kind of just nodded and we're like, Oh yeah, that's kind of scary. <laughs> what's, what's on Amazon. What's on, what's on Instagram. <laughs> like right. it sort of passed us by like, I don't know. Yeah. Just another show.
2: That's exactly right Bonnie. It's it's like they so these are all all these people are have become millionaires and billionaires as a result of this technology, right? So now they're telling us sorry. <laughs>
1: uh. um,
2: you know, but they're not they're not stopping it. I mean, they're they're doing it more. They're doubling down on it. They of course through covid um you know, we were set up for ramping up of our addictions, right? Because what else are you going to do? Then the schools adopt it and and all the rest. Well, so right. There's not a, we have not yet had the cultural backlash that I think needs to come to really understand that, wait a minute, this isn't, and and the knowledge, just knowing and nodding along and feeling like, yeah, I get it. And then continue to do it, do the same things. It doesn't matter, right? Because you're still under the influence of it. Mm -hmm. And so, and everybody else is doing it. So it's, it's you know, very
0: culturally acceptable. It's hard yeah. to it's hard to examine the waves when you're a fish. It's just That's hard exactly to do. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. It is.
0: <laughs> yes. It, it is. And it's a very culturally acceptable thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's um there's no actual pushback culturally to to make us stop. And and I'm suspecting, like as you said, our desires have been curated to to want it. And so maybe we don't even want to examine, you know, like right. I'll admit. I I think when I heard that social dilemma coming out I thought oh I don't want to I don't want to know right I don't want to know know?
2: sure Um, it's scary
0: it's kind of scary which is not usually my reaction isn't that interesting yes it's it's, yes I'm usually like lay the bad news on me (laughs) lay it out there but that that one kind of shook me yeah Yeah. all right so in chapter three I love how you talked about propaganda this is a chapter called unprincipled how companies use propaganda to influence our screen usage. So I, this is interesting because I was listening to a podcast called On the Trail, and he was it's um it's a unseen realm kind of a podcast, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. more of um he's a psychologist, but talks more um, psychology and demons, really.
2: Mm. yeah, talks yeah. about how
0: how the demonic forces use propaganda right? their realm and push it to our realm. And then I picked your book and you're talking about propaganda. Yes. So talk to us about that. What do you mean?
2: Well, yeah. So propaganda is kind of a strong word. We associate it with like dictators and Nazis, right? It's not like um, we don't really think of it as something that we're facing today, but it's everywhere constantly. It's um, the billionaires who profit from our obedience, craft careful messages, shape vocabulary, praise um create these precise images to set, tell some stories and hide other stories in order to maintain this this level of control some of these messages are things like technology is just a tool it's just how it's used or you just need balance or that parental controls means certain products are safe or um that kids will be left out if they don't have all these things you know these images of happy and beautiful young people with the latest devices teach us that this is the path to happiness and these are Um, These are all forms of propaganda by, by making us think about and, and use these, these methods to like, I can't even imagine a world different from the world we live in. And that is the overwhelming propaganda of, of accepting just going along and accepting this. Um, The reason big tech became big in my, the reason I talk about this in my book is by, is by conquest. They've, they've, they've won by exploitation and they use their power to continue to increase their power by these messages they they lobby both political parties um to and they wear the mantle of free speech you know think anytime you know and this this hits really close to home for us in the south but anytime there's a school killing what does the debate ends up becoming around guns or around other political ideas violent video games nowhere to be discussed did you know the nashville killer loved to binge video games like that hasn't, that isn't, that's a thing. And, and yet the forces against do, even doing the studies to do those links, um, is, is pushed against because of the narrative and what has to be continued. So, um, you know, it, it, there's, there's so much, uh, one of the essential points though, that I, that I share in my book is that these big, big tech leaders did not give and do not give this technology to their own kids. Steve yeah. jobs, kids did that's not true. have an iPad.
1: hmm
2: um, they send their kids to schools that do not use technology in the classroom all while selling our schools on the fact that you've got to have technology, your kids are going to be left behind. Like they are lying to us and they're doing it um, with the most powerful platforms that the world has ever known
0: yeah. yeah. the um when you talk about that, I think back at when I was raising my kids and um so Bonnie and I, we kind of hit it like the halfway point. So there was about half the time we were raising our kids. there were no phones, no iPads, you know, Yeah. and then all of a sudden there were, you know, flip phones and things like that. And that was the second half until they kind of left the nest. Yeah. It's similar.
2: Like, we're a similar yeah. boat, similar. Yeah.
0: Okay. So the question I asked myself was not, if my children should have a cell phone, it was when, right. And that's how I knew when looking back, I was propagandized.
2: That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: And not if my child should have an iPad, but when Right. All of the, all those, all those kinds of questions. So I'm telling you, moms, like learn from it. We tell you we've made mistakes and learn yeah. some lessons. Ask yourself the question as you listen to this conversation, should my child have access to this? Not when, or if throw in the question, should they even right. As we continue to talk, because that, that was, I was the fish that couldn't see the cultural wave. Mm -hmm. And um, I wish that we had done some things
1: differently. Oh, totally. Me too. Me too. Mm -hmm. But you didn't know what you didn't know at the time. Right. My son talks a lot about uh, my son is 23. um, So he was in all that. Mm -hmm. But he's not, I don't know. I think there's sometimes, depending on the kid, a difference between how much boys versus girls. And what particular thing they're drawn into mm-hmm. and what particular thing catches them For but sure. um, my son is not into social media at all he thinks it's terrible it should be banished from the face of the earth he doesn't spend any time on it he doesn't care um but he was telling me the other day oh it's just like you know mom when you were little and it was cigarettes and it was gross and everyone hated cigarettes mm-hmm. and eventually it just takes 50 years to catch up before everyone's like oh yeah That's disgusting. No No one 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 smokes a cigarette. Uh, (laughs) he says, I think that's what social media is going to be like. I said, I hope you're I hope you're right. But I said, Meanwhile, you just said 50 years. So are we willing to sacrifice two generations before we figure out what it's actually doing? Don't do that. Doug, you have
0: already thought this through. Lay the big tech, big tobacco like comparison on us
2: yeah yeah it was so well so your son is very insightful i think he's right on and uh it's even worse than that unfortunately because i actually think big technology is is more harmful for us than than cigarettes but um but yeah that's because because like when i talk about this it's like what would you rather have would you rather have your heart your your lungs polluted or your brain polluted you know and and uh, so it's it's really interesting so yeah did you know that in 1962 was the first time the surgeon general gave the warning that hey smoking might contribute to lung cancer um all the while he was smoking and 42% of americans were smoking at that time Whoa. and the power of big technology at that time was huge um so so yeah i think we're about at 1962 with our screens and teens uh, or our screens and, and teen smoking but with all of us i mean all the effect on all of us so yeah so big tobacco genetically modifi- modified their products gen- genetically modified tobacco to double the amount of nicotine they mm-hmm. add chemicals to make it easier to inhale they add sugars and flavors and menthols to make the smoke easier to inhale they add ammonia which is weird but that makes nicotine travel quicker to the brain mm-hmm. um they did this all while lying to the culture and the government through their huge lobbying groups they like pioneered special interest lobbying this is big tobacco so what does big tech do they they sing from the same songbook they they're doing exactly, they hire top neuroscientists, behavioral psychologists to exploit us. They do all these experiments and they've learned just like casinos have learned that like buttons, loot boxes, endless scrolling that never ends notifications, sexualization, autoplay messages like we care about you. Um, uh, you know, which you read that, you know, like, Oh, that's so sweet. Thanks for that. um, and, uh, you know, it's like, it's, it, I'm a, one of my favorite books is the screw tape letters. And Wow. And, uh, the screw in screw tape, you know, they, they care about us. Like screw tape cares about Wormwood in that he is food. Like they care about us, like, yes. our, yeah. you know, not actual care. They, so, um, Fortnite itself, uh, one of my, uh, a friend, um, psychologist, Richard Freed, who wrote the book wired child, um, he, he said that Fortnite, for example, which every parent of a 12 year old boy knows about Fortnite, There's yeah. 200 psychological exploits in that game alone. And so. So it's not an accident. It's on purpose. They're doing the same thing. They're lying to Congress the same way. They're propagandizing us with even more power because they've got control of the media in a way that big tobacco did not have. So yeah, we're about in 1962 with a lot more power against us.
1: But it's a game. It's not a kind of constant. It's a right. game fun. There's hardly
2: any crazy. blood in it at all. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> yeah. That makes it worse, actually, <laughs> oddly no. enough. Um, So, yeah. Yep.
1: Um, Well, last week, and my son pointed this out to me, too. So I'm good for you, Ben. I'm going to shout out to you. Um, He sent me this yesterday. He said last week, lawmakers in our country introduced a spy Patterson bill to create a minimum age for posting on social media. Mm. The Protecting Kids on Social Media Act would bar platforms like TikTok, Snap and Instagram from letting kids younger than 13 create accounts and require parental consent to open accounts for users under 18. I think the age of 13 is already there on Facebook. They've already mm-hmm. got some of that. Mm-hmm. And you tell me a 13-year-old that can't get around that loophole. I'd like to see one. Mm-hmm. Um, age verification laws were passed in Arkansas and Utah recently. Utah added a 10:30 social curfew for kids. I'm not sure how they're enforcing that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And dozens of U.S. school districts have sued TikTok, Meta, and YouTube, alleging that they're knowingly creating an unprecedented mental health crisis. So mm-hmm. all of that is. Encouraging to Mm -hmm. me, hopeful to me, that maybe as you're saying, this cultural shift, this outcry, maybe is starting to happen. But it's so little and quietly shouted in the back. Yeah, here and there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not really having an impact yet. But it is encouraging that maybe we're seeing a little bit of that. I hope.
2: I totally agree. I I I think it is encouraging. It also shows how bad it is that that's where it's come from. My concern, as a Christian as as dad, and speaking into the church, is that we as Christians need to be ahead of this, not behind. We don't want to be waiting around till the Surgeon General tells us how to parent our kids. We know we already know this. We already know it's hurting us. We just are going along, and um, it's just because it's so easy to go along. Like we're not. It, it's so hard when you're living through it. And when we just don't, we just don't see it for what it is. So yes, well, it's vital that.
1: Kids to be happy.
2: <laughs> oh, yes. It's
1: so nice <laughs> when our kids are quiet. Mm-hmm. And
2: it's not amazing, home. isn't it? Mm-hmm. They're quiet if you give them a, a marijuana as well. Um...
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. We're
2: being kind of blunt here today, but. And
0: that, um... <laughs> I, I know, but we need, yeah. we need clear talking. I mean, we have talked about this before the social media angle. Yeah. But and we've talked about how they know, they know Instagram is horrible for girls. They know how bad it is and, mm-hmm. um, and that they, they don't care. Like they don't care that it's bad. Nope. For them. They
1: well, have a business to run. Right. The job title is influencer. So what <laughs> do you think they are doing?
2: <laughs> yep. Yeah. What we would yeah. call it is discipleship. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing. Yeah. It just works. It works. However, it's it, it works in just the same way.
0: Who do you want discipling your children? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. YouTube? Yeah. TikTok? Right. Oh. No, thank yeah. you. Oh. All right. Which let's talk about demons. <laughs> 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 yes. It's so bad because you know, like, you know, the evil we see, it's not when you, Russell Moore put it this way. When you stop believing in demons, you demonize people. Mm, and so good. There's, and you make this point in your book, there's spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms behind this stuff. So can we just call it out and understand that we're actually in a war here?
2: Mm-hmm. What would you
0: tell a mom if we, you know, we've got we've got moms from all over listening to you? What would you tell them?
2: I'd say that um I believe the Bible is true when we say we believe the Bible is true. This is one of the parts of it. It's an uncomfortable part. We don't like to talk about it. And that's why I address this issue tenderly, but strongly in my book, because I recognize this is kind of the thing that people don't really want to know, but or talk about, but you know, Ephesians 2, 2 says there is a prince of the power of the air, the spirit that works in the children of disobedience. I think, as I said, I say this in my book, you know, isn't it ironic that most of the influences are over the air these days, right? The prince of the power of the air, so, um, wow. yeah. <laughs> I know it's, uh, it's, it's powerful and, and all of the things that the Bible predicts about the last days and what things are going to happen. I'm not pranking any predictions or dates or whatever, but when you look at the, the lists of all the stuff that's going to happen, the, you know, the, the mocking and the, the scorning and the, the hatred and all these things, these are being fomented by our technology. Mm-hmm. The enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy. And that is exactly what's happening. Suicide rate, mental health. And that's just the bad, that's just on the edge, right? That the day-to-day, the, you know, heartbreaking things I think about are like, what are being destroyed? Where is the next, where's the, where's the, the, the young woman who has the talent to cure cancer, but she's too busy crafting her Instagram persona, right? Or the, or the young boy who's like, you know, he could be the next, um, you know, Mozart, um, you know, but he. He cares too much about missing out on Fortnite, you know, and and
1: yeah, because it's eight hours the, a day, average. It's
2: eight hours a day, and even if it's two hours a day, you know, if you I I had to practice the piano for an hour a day, and that was a lot. But That's you know, but that, what are you missing? What are you what and what are you practicing? So, the what I do in the book is I so I had to make this case, you know, if you're going to say the devil's behind it, how do you know? And what I what I decide, what I kind of this is kind of a theological claim I'm making, but. Jesus says that in, in John eight that the devil is a liar and the father of lies. He actually says the first lie in the Bible. The first lie in the Bible is the serpent in the garden, right? Mm-hmm. So when you trace back and you look at what is going on and the deceptions that are being waged through our devices and the lies, we believe there's it's all a web of deception. And you can trace that all back to the father of lies. It's got his DNA. And, um, so, so there is this battle. What I say, mom, you're, there is a battle for your heart and mind. There's a battle for your kids' heart and mind. And so, and it's real and it's today and it can't wait until the government figures out how to shut these things down. Um, cause the devil's not going to give up. Mm-hmm. He's going to keep lying. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so yeah, we've just, we've got to be aware. The good news is that, you know, Jesus has overcome the world. Jesus has overcome the world, the flesh and the devil. We have the power we need. We have the knowledge we need. We have the truth. We just have to apply it, especially in this case.
0: Yeah, that's such a good word. Yeah, I've got nothing to add. To that. I know it's so good. Let's just it's let so that rest. Rest. Yeah, just let that marinate, moms, My for a second.
1: Goodness. So, all right. Um, in chapter five, what you call unevaluated, you invite the reader to take an assessment of where they are and where their kids are. And you say much of our identity, who we really are, is revealed by how we spend our time. Yeah. Okay. Listen, that one cut me
0: to the, that cut me to the (laughs) whatever, dividing (laughs) joint and marrow like scripture. So because David and I learned this principle early on in our marriage with money. Mm -hmm. So if you've not been faithful in the use of worldly wealth, who will entrust true riches to you? I used to have that taped to the top of my checkbook. (laughs) Um, I probably need to write it in Sharpie on my debit card now. Um, so how can, how can we get a true and honest picture besides that weekly thing that pops up on Sunday morning that I cringe at your screen time? Um, Yeah. A a true (laughs) assessment You spent hours and minutes on your phone every day this week. Um, how can we, how can we really step back, jump out of the cultural water, so to speak, and really understand what's going on?
2: yeah that's a great question so yeah most of my book is about it starts from here evaluating where we're at and then casting a, a grace-filled vision for how to live in this you know it's just the first four chapters that really lay it on like what we're talking about and so i really want to encourage us to to look at where we are honestly but one of the things that i do in that chapter is i talk about this idea of the postures of evaluation that i feel like was one of the many things that god inspired me. I prayed every day I wrote, and there was a lot of things that are like, that's way better than me. Thank you, Lord. Um, Mm -hmm. because it is the idea of starting with grace and patience for yourself. You know, if you're, if even mom's listening right now, you know, you're starting to feel guilty, starting to feel ashamed, starting to feel like, oh man, I wish I would have known. And you know, the enemy's going to use that to make you not want to do any of that. So not want to make any positive changes. So you've got to start with where you're at and God is gracious to us. We got to be gracious to ourselves. So then you've got to start you gotta you gotta go to being objective and open and honest. you know, kind of studying, I think about it, you know, studying your life as if it was the life of anybody else and to try to really ask objective questions like a scientist might. you know so so yes, there's the screen time apps, but there's also, you know, you might need to start a journal or a, or a log of things you do honestly, you know, when do you your
1: spouse to do that for you <laughs> They will you can,
2: sure. there you go. that would be, yeah. And that's now, you know, there could be marriage counseling involved after that.
1: I'm
2: a big fan of marriage counseling. I'm not mad about that, but I, but at the same time, I think, um, uh, yeah, or a trusted mentor, a trusted friend asking you the hard, willing to ask you the hard questions. Um, but the, but again, the posture I want to take is the, um, is, is what's in Psalm 139, search me, O God, and know my heart, asking God to help us see ourselves and understand that. And so, so yeah, there's that. And then I also raise the, the addiction where we throw that around, but there, addiction is a real thing. It's a real, um, diagnose, diagnosis. And, and there are questionnaires online. I point people to that you can go and like answer questions. And if you, you know, if, if you've got a certain rating on certain things, then you might really have an issue. And denial is one of the top things in response to addictions. Not me, not my kids. That's fine. Um, so, but My you got it
1: right. <laughs> exactly i floated down at a time or two myself
2: oh yeah <laughs> that's right yeah so those are the those are the high level concepts i walk people through in that chapter
0: um is that the chapter i think it is where you um you actually have some uh, web addresses where people can go exactly Assessment. Yes. yeah I,
1: we might try and point people to that um, yeah notes. I've been following this one awesome screenstrong.org which is Oh,
2: they're my favorite. So, they're, I'm an ambassador for Screenstrong.
1: Oh, there um, you go. I'm, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they're exactly. awesome.
1: And they have a plan wonderful,
2: wonderful you can people. do
1: to like take Sabbaths yep. and fasts and breaks and experiments and just see how that looks mm-hmm. for your family and gives yeah. you kind of a once you pull out of that for even 7 days um then we were talking about this in our last episode of this, then you kind of get a baseline of what your child's behavior might actually be.
2: I don't think mm-hmm. a lot of us
1: know what our child's real life behavior is without screens, mm-hmm. And we're pleasantly surprised when we take that all away for yeah. seven days and go, I've got my kid back. This is a whole nother. But the first
0: couple of days I've talked to some moms mm-hmm. who've done, done this recently it's terrible, Bonnie. Mm-hmm. That's right. I mean, you have literally, obviously, taken a drug away. It's withdrawal. Screaming.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: Uh, Short-term yeah. pain. Yeah. But it's yeah. Just so worth it. And it was really only uh, like two days of that real irritability. And then they were like, whoa, their capacity immediately, this is toddler age, their yeah. capacity mm-hmm. to sit and play yeah. with mom in the room, mom, you know, mom's doing a project, they're sitting at their feet playing Mm -hmm. popping up, checking out what's going on, just self-regulating. Yeah. The capacity was there. Focus. It's just that muscle was not being used.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Talking to
1: me.
2: Huge.
0: Uh, Another great point from that chapter, you say um, direction, not intention determines your destination. So we talk a lot about being intentional on this podcast. Like you'll never get where you want to go if you're not aiming. So can you tell us what you mean by that?
2: yeah I heard that line from Andy Stanley years ago, and that really stuck with me too. The idea of direction, not intention. You know, I mean to do this, but I end up not doing it. And so it's the idea is that, you know if you're in Tennessee and you want to see the Grand Canyon, you'll never get there if you keep driving east, no matter how much you feel <laughs> like going and seeing the Grand Canyon. I really wish I was going to Grand Canyon. You've got to turn around. Yeah. and so so that's where I encourage people to take that honest look at your life. and like, you know, did I? expect to be farther along? Did I expect my family relationships to be better by now? Did I wish my family is more connected? Did I wish we weren't so frazzled or anxious? I wish I was more physically fit, you know, and wish I had more time for God and serving him, of course. And what could screens be getting in the way of that? And, And if so, it's not just the, gosh, I really wish I just spent less time on screens because you've got to change that direction. Mm-hmm. And, so you're and talking
1: about
0: repentance.
2: I, it's ultimately, that's you're, the word. You're that talking about repentance.
0: Word. Yeah. Turn Ru- around. Allah, Rosaria Butterfield, yeah. wake up every morning and crucify your sin.
2: That's it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yep.
0: you, you just. So uh, good. Or the conversation we had with the the our friend about drinking. Oh, right. Uh, Samantha Perkins. When she, um, when she realized she had a drinking problem, It was affecting her quality of life with her family when she said, okay, I cannot, I cannot dabble. I cannot socially drink. I can, I will not drink anymore. So she would say, I'm not drinking right now. Not even today. She Mm -hmm. would just say, I'm not drinking right now. I'm not drinking right now. Mm -hmm. And she would, every time she got the urge, she would just say, I'm not drinking right now. That to me was one of a huge take take takeaway from that interview Yeah, that when you're trying to overcome something, that's a habitual sin to, to, to stay in the moment. You're just walking step by step with Jesus in the moment. I'm not, I'm not doing that right now. I'm not grabbing my phone right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting on Instagram right now, you
1: know? Right. And that right yeah. now add up They to do. 24 hours. And then, you know, yeah. a week, and a month. Yeah. So good.
2: There's so much power in that. It, the present is all we have control over anyway. Right. And when we start thinking about, I'll never get on Instagram for the rest of my life you know, that's like overwhelming. Yeah. Maybe you won't, but, but maybe you shouldn't, but today and right, this moment is all you have control over. And so if that, if the thoughts of the future end up poisoning your present, then, you know, that's again, the enemy working against you. Right. Mm -hmm. And it ends up, then your direction will not change. So that's, that's a great word. Wonderful. Yeah,
1: Yeah. So you talk about, um, how can we do a reset? And that was one of them. That's one. That's one helpful little mm-hmm. um, piece of advice: is just what What are we doing in the present moment? But you've got some five practices that you recommend. What are those? Yeah.
2: yeah. So uh, they are um, really what it comes down to are the classic, some of the classic spiritual disciplines. But they're all uh, very much geared towards our understanding and our to, you know up to date relationship with technology. And so the first of the five practices uh, is surrendering to Christ. This is a Christian book. I was told you might might sell more books if you didn't make it a Christian book, but I didn't have a non-Christian story to tell my story. This is my story. My story is surrender to Christ. And what that means is, um, all in hundred percent, he's the King. I'm the servant. And as an allegiance servant of Christ, I, that's the perspective of everything else. And what that means is like, I bring up the word, I, I, I recoil at the word balance because, I'm the most balanced person I know. It's all you know. It's all everybody else who's kind of crazy and on the on the fringes, right? You're they're on off balance.
0: Someone who understands me. Yeah.
2: Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all y'all that are you know that are. Crazy. I'm I'm balanced. I'm moderate. Um, but but that lets us off the hook. It lets me off the hook. And and I don't. And instead, if I'm saying, Lord, what what do you have for me? And starting from that perspective, it's huge. It means I don't have the right to say, you know, I need a X, Y, Z, you know, so it's that perspective. It's huge. And I go into that a lot. Um, and then the next thing is the repentance find to remove what entangles you. And that's where we're actually asking, okay, from a surrendered posture, um, what do I not need to have? And And like in my home, you know, especially I want your home to be a sanctuary and there are things that might need to be removed and there's things you might need to stop doing. And, and that's, for me, that's a daily thing. That's a, Okay. Search my heart and know me today, Lord. And okay. Now I need to, now I'm ready to hear this. I'm not ready to hear it all. Thankfully, God doesn't say, okay, there's a thousand things you need to change, Doug. Okay. Thankfully I don't have to change them all today. Just work on this. And then we'll try to get over the next one. Uh, The third one is renewing your mind with what's real and true. The power of Romans 12, one and two, the battle of our hearts and minds is on the battlefield of our minds. And that's where it all. So, so being renewed by the transforming power of the word instead of conforming to this world, uh, replacing harmful habits with helpful ones is the next one. And that's, um, cause you can't stop doing things, just stop and then not replace them with something good. Mm-hmm. And so I walk through habit forming ideas and, um,
0: Give us one of those. Cause I'm thinking of my, like, I even like we're of the age, Bonnie, we have friends who stop smoking. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I'm thinking when they stopped smoking, they had something else in their hand. Mm-hmm. That was just a simple, you know, cause I liked to hold that cigarette between my fingers. So now I'm going to pull or a pen or something, you know, or I've got gum in my mouth or yeah. what's a, what's a, for example, with this replacing harmful habits with helpful ones,
1: replace Instagram with,
2: <laughs> well, that's a good question. So, um, it, the, the thing that, that they teach is to try to think about what's triggering and, and, and under, and replace the trigger. So why are you going to Instagram? I'm part of it is because you're trained to go to Instagram now, but if you kind of back it off and you go, well, I just, I feel like I want to connect with someone. Um, mm-hmm. when are you doing that? When are you feeling that? And, and, and having a pre-planned, um, uh, decision about what you're going to do instead. Um, one of the things I talk about in that chapter is the idea of habits in the morning and in the evening and rewiring those, these micro habits, you know, what the first thing you're doing is the first thing you're doing, checking Instagram. Well, that may be a time to replace your habit with what you're going to do first thing in the morning instead, that time trigger or the last thing before bed. Maybe that is replace um, your phone on your nightstand with something else on your nightstand, like a regular book. And then you pick that up or the Bible or, you know, something like that, you know? Um, so, so it's, it's those kind of triggers, the, for instances, is those um, that, that you want to look at and really dig into to explore what you should, what you'd want to do instead.
1: Yeah,
0: those are good. That's good. And I'm thinking, you know, if if I'm if I'm doing this, I'm there's lots of great like prayer meditation apps, um, read like quiet music or reading scripture at bedtime, and that's really cool and good. But I'm thinking if I'm using my phone at bedtime, I probably just need to have my phone in the kitchen for a while at bedtime.
2: Absolutely. And, and mm-hmm. but I,
0: I'm not sure I can have handle the freedom of having my phone right there on my bedside and trusting myself sure. to turn on. The good thing and not the bad yeah. thing. And not just, oh, just just check this one just last thing. Just real quick, because there's the notification, red dot, oh, that makes you want to yep. click on it. Yeah. To yeah.
1: just yep. It turns into <laughs> five minutes and 10 minutes Yeah, you've lost. Now it's 2 a.m. and what, where, mm-hmm. where where's my mm-hmm. mic on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
2: that's, so that's by good. design. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, that's really, that's really good. So that's, re- that's number four, replace harmful habits with helpful ones. That was really good. And then what's the yeah. five, fifth one?
2: The last one is to use the freedom that you're be- you're developing to pursue your God given purpose, to pursue your calling. We're all given a God given calling. We're all called to be disciples of Christ, that make disciples of Christ. But we're also all have a specific way to do that. And for me, that's this is a huge one is really to understand that the enemy wants to derail me from my purpose. And if I get tangled up again in those things that used to tie me up, then I won't be and I'll miss out on the calling. God's going to get his his work done. But whether we get to participate in it is if we participate in it with him and surrender and then, yeah. So, so having that purpose in mind, this is why this is the better. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. that's why I have a lot of vision casting and purpose and missional things in the book because people need a better. Yes. Instead of they can feel like it's just no, 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 we are going to say no to all the things, but instead it's no, yes, this is why we're here. This is what we're here to do.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was I was just gonna say that instead of saying no 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 what are we about? You so literally had this in your notes. I did, and you didn't even know. It, but <laughs> I, it later. I
2: didn't. <laughs> but,
1: yeah, I love that. And what is your bigger? Yes, that's what Samantha would say too. Yes. Um, Philippians four eight. I love that verse. We used mm-hmm. to have it in our kids' bathroom. Whatever is so good. whatever is honest, just pure, lovely, of good report. If there's anything of virtue, anything of praise, think on these things. So um, maybe Instagram or Facebook or fill in the blank does give us some kind of connection, but it's, it's a shallow substitute Mm -hmm. for what Mm -hmm. the real connection Mm -hmm. is that we're looking for and what we are meant for. I think Mm -hmm. we're meant, like you're saying, we're meant for this calling. We're meant to join in somewhere. We're meant to use our gifts and connect in real ways, not, you know, Pornography is a sh- shortcut to intimacy. Mm-hmm. And it, mm-hmm. it's just derailing yeah. us with yeah. all that stuff. Yeah,
0: you reminded me at er, uh, 2020, my New Year's resolution. I was gonna get off social media for some period of time and just do lunches with friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was gonna like fill the calendar, like who do I want to connect with? And we're and I'm gonna do lunches with friends. And um, and then 2020. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got January, February in. <laughs> there you go. And I, I never thought of it again. I just need to pick that back up. Yeah. And do a mid year resolution. All right. And just, Are you free next week? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because, awesome. because it, it was, it was so fun. It was so much better the face to face or even just picking up the phone and calling instead of texting, which I hate to do. I hate calling. I hate phone calls. I know. But still, it's so much better.
1: And, um, We say this all the time on here, but it's so hard, especially as a parent where you're trying to navigate this with your, I don't know, six, 10, 13, 15 year old to do this by yourself in a vacuum. Mm -hmm. Um, It's Mm 10 times as hard to be quote unquote, the only mom who's not allowing the phone or the iPad or the movies or the, you know, put whatever, fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. So if you can find, um, just two or three other friends that are saying, yeah, we're on board. Mm -hmm. We're doing this together. And when you go to my house, you're not going to have this. And when I go to your house, you're not going to have this and just sort of have a pact, I guess I'm seeing more and more of this spring up online, um, communities like this who are trying to help each other Mm. through, which again is hopeful, Yeah. (laughs) but I think you can't do it by yourself.
2: You can't screen strong is one of the best. Again, that's why I'm an ambassador for them. They're, they're one of the best at leading people through that and helping people to real practically understand how to, how to build theirs, those, the real community of one or two good other families. And we're going to do this together. And my kid, isn't going to be the only one that isn't on X, Y, or Z technology. And, um, I mean, if you are, if you have to start there, you know, but we're sometimes we're called to do that, but it is much, much easier if you can Build that community of like-minded friends, even one other friend to um that that can walk this journey with you, yeah, mm-hmm. so good,
1: yeah, because I think there's pressure among the parents,
2: oh, a hundred percent totally is. the
1: kids going to school saying, What did you do on Fortnite last night, or were you on Roblox or Minecraft or whatever mm-hmm. it's yep. the parents, oh yeah, we gave our kid this, and the other parent mm-hmm. says, Oh, well, maybe I should give my kid that or
2: mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: We're not giving them every advantage and every opportunity. There's peer pressure all the way up the chain. Mm -hmm. There is It's
2: constant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I tell parents though, if you'll stick to this, you're going to give your kids superpowers. There, your kids will thank you that Proverbs 31 says your kids will rise up and call you blessed. They may not today. They may not when you first get started, but they will certainly do that later. And, and it's so very worth it, especially now it's just, yeah.
0: I think a strong family identity helps with this. Anytime you're doing something that's countercultural, we've talked about yeah. creating a, a family identity on here before. If you can have a if your family can be a place where you know you are always for each other, um, you have a lot of fun together mm-hmm. and really intentional about making time for each other. Then when you do the uncool thing, it just hurts a little bit less. Um, mm-hmm. it it just does. And this is a good time to to just read what um, Jane Heather Clayton, who is a mom of seven. Um, she's She was interviewed on our prayer podcast along with Linda Goodwin. That's season two, episode 22 from November 29th of 2021. She and her husband, Roger, have never had a television in their home hmm. and they delay smartphones for much longer than the average parent. So I asked for her input on this topic and this is what she wrote me. The Bible says to guard your heart above all else, for it is the wellspring of life. We need to take this verse very seriously as mothers. Our children are not wise enough to know how to guard their hearts. So that is the job entrusted to us as parents. So what we allow them to see, hear, and read is very important because it affects what comes out of them as they grow older. Also, when you allow your children to be exposed to things that are not of God, the demonic world gets access to them. There are literally demons that attach themselves to our children through wrong entertainment, wrong video games, wrong music, and many things of the world. I like the illustration of you having a beautiful pitcher of clear water, but then you pour just a quarter cup of mud into it. And then what happens to the whole pitcher? So a little access to evil in your child's life can contaminate their, the whole thing. Satan is looking for some inroad access. She really encourages mothers to cleanse their homes of anything of the world. She writes, I encourage them to get all worldly music, books and movies um, and screen access out of their home. And I love this other illustration she gives. Here's another illustration. Suppose you wanted to have a really uh, clean air home, a home with beautiful air. So you buy air purifiers and you put them all around the house. But at the same time, there are five men over in the corner of your house smoking cigars. (laughs) How far are you going to get in getting clean air in your home? If we want really spiritual and godly homes, but then we leave pockets of darkness in our homes, are we surprised when we don't see holiness in our children? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And she ends with this. Our family standards have been no TV for 26 years now, and I have not regretted that once. We also don't have screen time. We bought cell phones for our kids at the age of 17 or 18 and kept them accountable for what they were doing on them. We've never done video games and we only play Christian music in our home. That may all sound radical, but that's great with me because I want to live radically for the Lord. The enemy is not messing around, nor can we. And she ends with, I just want to reiterate, phones are not as necessary as our society wants us to think they are. High five Jane Heather for Mm -hmm. ignoring the propaganda. We as parents know that we grew up without phones and we survived perfectly fine, which is what you always say. Mm -hmm. And so can our kids. So thank you to Jane Heather for sending her, her wisdom to us. Um, her family's phenomenal. Those kids, those kids, they love each other and they are dynamic. Every one of them down to the five-year-old can carry on a conversation with me, look me in the eyes. Um, they, they stand out. They do everything with excellence unto the Lord. And, and I just think it's really encouraging to hear of somebody who's just said, you know what? I'm taking this seriously, right. as
1: seriously as you are, Doug. It's not. And it's I possible love,
2: love, love that.
1: You don't have to be, <laughs> yeah. You'd be different, but not weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's different and apart, but yeah, no, it doesn't make you yeah. weird or not have able to have friends or any of the rest of it. Yeah. You don't have to give in. Yeah. You don't have to. You do not have to give in. Yeah. Well, so yeah, I wanted to ask you, you, so you have four grown daughters, you said at the beginning. Four
2: do- yes. Four grown daughters. That's right. Yes.
1: Um And we talked about, so we were kind of parenting, doing this at the same time and, uh, we can, woulda, coulda, shoulda all day long about what we should have done or what we wish we had done differently. I know, I know I made mistakes here and I would definitely have delayed more much longer than we did. Same, same for me. We've talked about this before. We both would have delayed more. And I also know I would have had some major, major pushback from our kids. had we done that? Um, so we know, we did, we've talked about books on here before, like stolen focus and glow kids where, you know, the neurological damage is happening to really young kids exposed to screens right now. There's a wait till eight push that urges parents to wait until the eighth grade. Mm. Um, but that's 13 years old, which I would argue that's exactly when all the insecurity and peer pressure and hormones and all of it is like flooding in
2: such a terrible idea. Yeah.
1: Why? Why would thirteen?
2: No, please, no.
1: So, yeah, I was going to ask you: Is there a safer age, or
0: is there an age? Yeah, I want to know. Here's what I want to know: I want to know what you did, or and what you do now, personally. Yeah. What you. do you wish you had done? Or, yeah, all of that.
2: Oh my! So, so, there's a lot of questions you threw out at me. All once. <laughs> so, um, okay. Well, I'll start with what we did. Again, I'm like you. I wish I I was quite intentional. Uh, we were quite intentional, but not intentional enough because it all kind of grew up around us. I mean, like we knew that screens in the bedroom were a bad thing. So we only had, we didn't have one TV. We didn't have cable. We only did very curated DVDs um, and, and you know, that kind of a thing. We, we had one centrally located computer shared with filters and all the rest. Um, we did flip phones, not smartphones. Uh, smartphones came out later, but we could have done them, but we didn't. I didn't even do it for me until... Um, you know, 2010, which was when I got my first one, but that, but then that's when I started feeling the effects immediately of, of understanding what's, what is going on here. And, um, so that's when that started kicking it off for me, but didn't do that for the kids. But even with all of that, I, you know, when Facebook came out, it seemed you know, we didn't really understand that. So even on the computer, it became kind of a thing and wish, and we let the kids get a Facebook at 13. And that was a mistake. Um, and uh, we let the flip phones, they got to keep them all the time. And that was a mistake. <laughs> um, yeah, they shouldn't have those in their rooms either. And, um, because that's, you know, so, so there's lots of things. I, I tell people all the time that one of my best parenting advice is just to apologize. Honestly, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. We know, do that a lot. <laughs> I just, you know, cause really, and I still do. I'm sorry. You know, I wish I would have known. And so, and even like the vision casting part, I wish I would have done. We did, you know, we did discipleship. We did prayed every night and read good things in the Bible. And, you know, we were, we really tried, but I don't know that I cast a powerful enough vision about why avoid these, why, why are we doing this differently than everybody else? I wish I would have done that better. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, that, so, so now, you know, very similar, like it, like I think I said before we were talking, even my wife and I, as empty nesters, we still read, do read aloud because we did read aloud every night with the kids. And we we do read aloud for ourselves. I mean, we do watch a a movie a week, probably, you know, we watch a little bit of something, but again, very curated, um, very unplugged for the most part. Um, So, so yeah, we, we're pretty weird, pretty different. Not as good as, as Jane Heather though. I mean, I'm totally admire that.
0: Jane Heather, don't play. That's no, what I've and So that's so good. Love her.
2: <laughs> I've known people, I know people that do that. And I just love yeah. that. I think that's fantastic. And, you know, when the first time, first thing people hear is that I could never do that. You could, that's, yeah. it's a lie of the enemy that, that you can't. So, so age. So again, um, Screen Strong, it's, it's not about age necessarily. Although what the, Screen Strong is all about the medical, the physiological, So brains don't finish developing until age 25. And until that, and you can't accelerate that process. Melanie Hempy, the founder of ScreenStrong, would tell you that you cannot accelerate it. My kids are more mature. No, they're not. Mm. (laughs) They are are human beings. It's just the way our brains are not. And and the part that we want wired up, the part about the um, higher level reasoning, the executive functions, the discernment, the delaying pleasure, self-control, that's, you know, Eighth grade is the worst. I mean, only, only before that is even worse. But I mean, but if you're like eighth grade, like me at eighth grade,
1: right? No, I know. Yes,
2: no. I would never go back, and I never. know and (laughs) and so yeah, all of that. It's exploitative. The reason it's age thirteen, if you if you if you look back, the reason is because the the industry lobbied for this. There's a Child Online Protection Privacy Act, COPA, the law, and they negotiated through their lobbying. Age thirteen is when Um, you, before age 13, there's certain privacy laws that they can't violate. It's not about their good. It's not about their development. It's about the law. Uh. And so it's, it's horrible. So, um, so it's much about, about skills. It's much more about, um, can they buy their own phone? Can they, are they responsible enough? Are they doing their own? Are they, are they basically behaving like an adult? Are they self-motivated and driven? Do they have their purpose? Do they know who they are? Are they, um. Can they do their own laundry? Can they do their own, you know? Can they keep a job and keep good grades? Can all okay. these things, you yeah, know? Not can many they do,
1: year olds are fitting <laughs> into that category? Very <laughs>
2: zero, you know, almost none. <laughs> and and uh, so, yeah. um, and grandparents too, you know, as a grandparent, as a you know, got you got young grandkids, but it's the grandparents that are often the worst because now they're empty nesters, but they have a little bit of money because their kids are grown. So like, oh, what's they want for Christmas? Well, let's get them a tablet. No, because you've got to you've got to not do that because um you know cuz they're going to they're going to do bad things they're going to do the things exactly you don't want them to do with that so it's it's much more towards what jane heather was talking about the age 17 18 probably um but again we don't want to have that be like okay i'm 17 i'm entitled no it's about behavior and you if you don't have the behavior you can't have it because i love you and i don't and i want you to You know to to thrive as as god's precious child and and so and we're here for a different purpose and on and on so
1: wow so 17 or 18 is
0: what i'm hearing you say yeah if you had it to do again you would do 17 or 18.
2: yeah i would do that absolutely and and i think that you know so then i hear people saying you know "Well, well i've already done i've given in it's it's too late for me and and it's not it's um it's again it's a big ship to turn um but your kids will thank you, and again, screen strong will help you. My book has some things to help you, but it's um, you don't want to do it today. You don't want to be like, mean, as a dad, I'm like, okay, well, I'm taking all the screens away, and I'm going to run over them with the car, you know. <clears throat> and that's you know, I I don't necessarily dislike that idea, but it's <laughs> probably not going to be. You've you've got to really get them on board, and really and walk carefully with them, and start with the apology and the humility, but also lead and and, and in a way, and we have to lead ourselves, right? We can't do the as i say not what i do kind of a thing like mom you're just as addicted to instagram as i am or yeah. why, why aren't you giving up your phone well maybe you should <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know and, and that's why again i start with surrender to christ if if your immediate reaction is a recoil that i could never do that i would ask you why yeah why is that really i'm an android developer i don't have instagram on my phone
0: yeah
2: i don't i don't i don't do social media on my phone why because i know i get pulled into it right so I I have boundaries around my devices and you may not be able to do that. I've built up some boundaries. I've built up some things over time. If I didn't, I might have to get rid of it and get a different job. Like if it's your job to be on Instagram, but you're addicted to Instagram, you might need to get another job. And and again, but that from the posture of surrender to Christ, that's that's where that all starts.
0: Wow. Yeah. Lay it out there. I love it. I love this conversation. Oh,
1: goodness. That's yeah. Fun. It's so disheartening to think that we're just, we're all swimming in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's just
0: hard to jump out. But But knowledge, you know, this information, it's so powerful. And we, if you're listening to this and you have the spirit of Christ inside you, you are promised wisdom. Mm -hmm. he give God says he gives generously to everyone without finding fault you have access to the supreme wisdom of the universe if you'll ask for it and that's so encouraging to just go you know what give me wisdom just and and just start doing it you know I I started doing this trying to listen to God I just started going like y'all don't think I'm crazy I may cut this out at the end (laughs) Stand in front of my deep freeze and go. Okay, God, what do I need to cook for dinner? <laughs> or go stand in my pantry. What do I need to cook for dinner? Pull in a mm-hmm. parking lot. Where do I need to park? Not to check my brain out. You know, I, he's given me plenty of good sense to figure out where to park. To to learn to listen. To learn to listen. To surrender yes. to that to that still so small good. voice. He's not a bully. He's not going to scream in my ear. As you said, he's not going to show me my whole heart right away. Thank mm-hmm. goodness, right? <laughs> yes. So start start practicing listening, and he will tell you. He will show you. I mean, I I remember when I was a young mom and I was like, I I don't have any time for you, Lord. I don't have any time to just sit and listen and pray. And I'm just, I'm, I cannot fit it in. I cannot. And my day is so full. And he, immediately I heard in my head 5 a.m. And then we just mm. had a little argument. <laughs> and I was like, that is not fair. None of my friends have to get up at 5 a.m. Their children sleep till seven or eight. That's not fair. And it was just like, 5am
1: mm-hmm. mm, awesome.
0: <laughs> to this day, I am I, like 30 years later, you know, 25 years later to this day, I love to get up at 5am and be with the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, so
1: ask ladies ask, right. To say, and to say to you that if you're this far in, it's too hard to get out, you know, it's that's such a struggle. I felt like a just... total
0: failure. You don't even have a five minute quiet time. What's wrong with you? You can sit and listen yeah. to the condemning thoughts from the enemy or yeah. you can, or you can go, no, I'm going to repent. Show me how I repent.
1: Mm-hmm. Show me how to change. I, I think that is such a classic argument though. Um, from the enemy is that, well, you just, you might as well go ahead and keep doing it. Cause you, you know, you've been doing it this long. Everybody else is all the same arguments. And that is basically saying, you know, God's not strong enough to take you out of that. <laughs> yes. um, yeah. If that's, a, that is not something I want to agree with. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. you might as well want to agree with that It's too hard it, it's not too hard it is not too hard get you a good friend or two mm-hmm. and y'all do it together and do it together yeah, yeah. for the oh, sake good. of your kids and for the sake of
2: mm-hmm. all of us really
1: our whole community yeah, yeah. oh my goodness yeah. thank you so this much great. Great conversation
2: oh, i'm honored thank you so much really um, really blessed to be able to do it
0: you're really kind. You're a lot kinder than I'd be. You really lay it on. Like you don't mince words, but you're so kind and gracious and it's a great blend. It really is. It's an encouraging blend.
2: Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm so glad it's hard. It's a hard subject. You know, it's the kind of a thing where people pick up a budgeting book or a, or a health book or something like that. You know, well, I might, it's, it's not, it's a, it's a hard, I've had people, I've had pastors tell me, man, you're really brave to get into the subject. Cause it's not like, 50 ways to win big at whatever, you know, it's like, it's not, it's not <laughs> yeah. the most popular subject. Um, I was going to ask just,
0: if you feel like a weeping prophet sometimes standing in the <laughs> wilderness. Exactly
2: what I feel like. Sometimes i am Jeremiah. I do yeah. feel like Jeremiah. I do because I, I, weep, and I do weep. I really do. Cause it's heartbreaking to think, you know, I, one of the, the, um, the TikTok challenges where kids, like a 12 year old girl chokes herself out because she was challenged on TikTok and the and the and the things that had to happen to make that true right. breaks my heart just it, i do weep and and it's mm-hmm. and it's hard because um it's so different and we're living through it and we didn't expect it but this is where we are and God has us here for such a time as this he has given us the power the wisdom you were talking about he's given us all the power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you and 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 i believe that and it's never been more ne- needed so yeah i I just, I can't get away from it. God keeps telling me to keep doing it. So I have to keep showing up and saying, yes, Lord.
1: Or John. March you on, you allies over here in Murfreesboro, yeah. too. Thank you. you. So <laughs> glad to, wait to wait hear
2: for... that. By the wait grace of God.
1: Yeah. So the book is Unintentional, How Screens Secretly Shape Your Desires and How You Can Break Free with Doug Smith. Check it out on Amazon. Um, he reads it himself on audio. So mm-hmm. go do, hear that. Yeah, do yeah. that. And you, you have that's a website just too.
2: Yes, I do. It's that because Doug Smith's a very common name. So it's T-H-A-T that, that Doug Smith. Or, <laughs> oh, it's that Doug Smith. So it can go either way.
0: We'll add that into the okay. show notes as well. Absolutely. And these will all be on our website at justaskyourmom.com. And if you'll take five seconds to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you listen to us and share with your friends, we would very much appreciate it.
1: Always. You can send our, t- your, topic suggestions to just ask your mom podcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time on
0: just Just ask Ask your mom.
1: (laughs)